0: It's the Bachelor Lifestyle Hey guys, welcome back. It's been a while, but here we are. We're here for the right reasons. You are listening to The Bachelor Lifestyle from theballerlifestyle.com My name is Brian Beckner thank you for returning to us to spend a little time discussing the newest season of the bachelorette the current offering in the bachelor franchise with our newest bachelorette katie uh i'm joined as always by the ringmaster of this circus jason stewart jason how are you my friend
1: hello everybody hey buddy Hey so uh before so, we get into this brand new season of The Bachelorette yeah,
0: um, a lot of right reasons violations this season already who really gotten in, into the right re- they're they're breaking it all out right away
1: yeah, yeah it's one of those um it's one of those seasons where if it seems like if Katie has her way it'll be over in like 3 episodes cuz everybody's going home Yeah except- the guys there for the right reasons. We all know that's not going to happen because it's in the show's best interest to keep the drama around.
0: Yeah, they got to yeah. they got to get ten episodes out of this. The right the right reasons issue doesn't usually pop up till six or seven deep.
1: Oh yeah, it's it's out. It's uh it's in the forefront of this season. But I don't know how many we've done. Uh, has to be over like twenty. But this um is is a new era and it's worth mentioning before we get into the uh the details and by the way you know i've gotten a lot of tweets asking where where we been have what's you, going on have you been inundated with tweets inundated with tweets a lot of direct messages i forwarded you one yesterday it's true uh, i did see that So to all of those uh we're back and for those just joining us um I need to let you know that you know publications out there have referred to this podcast as the Great White in a sea of bachelor podcasts, and yeah. you know it's because it's because this podcast has a little teeth to it. It's got teeth in a world of uh, political correctness. You know we kind of tell it how it is, and that's why we've gained that. Um, you know, that reputation. And its I think it's deserving.
0: We definitely don't come at it from your typical perspective. That's for sure. So I'm, I'm guessing you've, you set that up, Jason. So we can have an even handed conversation about what possibly could have happened to Caitlin Bristow's face. (laughs) um yeah i
1: mean it's uh, caitlin was one of our favorites so cute like she was you know one of the first person or first uh subjects that kind of put sex out in front um and you know the show has um kind of taken its lead from that ever since she was a breath of fresh air and uh yeah since then um i (laughs) I don't think that she would have very nice things to say about her plastic surgeon.
0: She's got she got an eye job or something. There's something going on in the eye. She looks and I don't you know, I'm, I'm just saying what I notice. I don't I'm, in no way do I mean to denigrate Caitlin. I, she's probably my favorite bachelorette of all time. She was I don't know if you know this, Jason. Katie, the current bachelorette is sex positive.
1: Yeah, we learned that word. We need to to dissect what that word means.
0: It's a big secret, apparently. You you have to really watch closely to find out. But apparently, and again, you might have to go back and rewatch these first couple episodes because you probably missed it. Katie is something called sex positive, which I mean, which I believe is just a way of saying, and it's, and it's a sad statement on society. She's, she's a woman that admits that she enjoys sexual contact with people, which is shouldn't be some, there shouldn't be a name for that. That should just be being a human being. But I would say the, that Caitlin Bristow was really the groundbreaker in terms of sex positive bachelorettes who could forget during her season, Nick vile showed up in the middle of the season and was like, I want a piece of this. And what did she do? She banged him. She banged him on like episode six. And then, she, and then she told the rest of, and it's a boss move. Like, and then she told the the rest of the cast, Hey, Uh, This guy that you've seen on the show before that just showed up last night. Well, not only did I fuck him, but now he's on the show. So deal with that. So I always, I appreciate that. Appreciated that about Caitlin. She's the original sex positive bachelorette in my opinion, but she's done. She looks different. That's all I'll say. She looks different. It's if she's happy with herself, I'm happy for her. But it's it, there's been a noticeable change to our appearance, and it, and it looks like it's happening in the eye area.
1: There, there, are just there are a few things in life, and each of us have our own uh, discerning uh, principles when it comes to this. There are just certain things that I will just never, I will never go cheap on. Um, yeah, and, you know, I don't mind going cheap on, uh, you know, dental floss um, and such, but I will never go cheap on Q-tips. Uh, there, Q-tip, you should never go cheap. Q-tips are, are the brand. Um, and you should never get the, the generic kind that are going to ruin your ears. Yeah. That's one thing I'll never go cheap on. Yeah. Plastic surgery is something you should never it's have true. to like. It's true. farm out. Uh, if, if, if you ever say to your friend, I just got a group on, on yes. some great Uh, plastic surgery yes Uh, i would think twice about that one um because that this is for life and i i think she may have gotten you know the on the cheaper side of the plastic surgery which is it's
0: not great it's not a great look um yeah and i want you know i don't want to location shame but i believe caitlin bristow is from canada yes and there's if you're if you're within the sound of my voice this is a psa there are, are only 3 acceptable places in the western hemisphere to have any kind of cosmetic procedure done number 1 manhattan new york city b Beverly Hills slash Newport Beach, three, Miami, and that's that's kind of like a that's kind of you got to be real careful with that. You got to be real real careful where you go in Miami. But that's it. You can't. There's no. There's no D. De- they got they got socialized medicine up there, which I support. Everybody knows I'm a big Medicare for all guy. Universal health care. It's that's how all modern societies do it except for this one but canada i don't think has any top shelf cosmetic surgeons in that country that's all i'll say uh now i think we've spoken too much about that people might already be canceling us i'm sorry
1: I'm uh that but the whole. I mean, yeah, I mean, we've got so much ground to cover. Um, that's what we'll say about Caitlin. But the reason love why
0: Caitlin, by the way, the original sex positive Bachelorette. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, Jason.
1: The reason why we're talking about Caitlin is because um, the show has has taken a turn. Um, this is as I mentioned. If we've done twenty Bachelor season podcasts, this is the first one without Chris Harrison. And Chris Harrison has been a staple of the of the show um he's the host
0: he got he's always him. been the host
1: and we we can we can argue back and forth or we could have a, a we had a pretty uh open discussion with reality steve about that this who had a, who's had his own issues the last few months oh, um
0: give reality and, steve a break he's a not, he's, a, fr- he's not, a friend he's of, a, of ours
1: yeah i'm i'm i'm, I'm a, a defender of reality steve great guy you know, five years whatever you've heard about him um it's probably a lot of the haters. A lot of people want to ruin his
0: business. I would say consider the source. He's he's a thorn in the side of this bachelor franchise.
1: And 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 we had a we had a colorful uh conversation with Reality Steve one of our last podcasts uh-huh. about Chris Harrison and you know I think you come out wherever you are on the political spectrum or what or what what have you you could say chris harrison got what he deserved or chris harrison got jobbed i'm somewhere in between but i will say this he was a he was great fodder for this show for for our podcast chris harrison delivered every week because he was so cheesy he was so um square yeah he always no matter how much he believed it was trying to sell us on the fact that this show is about finding love. And he, yep. and he, at every turn, Company he would remind us of that. And you and I would both laugh at him and make fun of him, which uh, which makes for great podcasting. So I realized as Caitlin um, and Taisha take over as the hosts of this season, they, they're going to give us much less to talk about. Oh,
0: my God.
1: There's not a lot to make fun of when there's just a couple. Of attractive females um, laughing and smiling along with the bachelorette uh, when they share scenes. I mean, you, you had you witnessed the last the first couple episodes of this season. What do you make of Tasha Caitlin as the uh, the co-host of this thing?
0: It's I hate to say it. Well, I kind of vacillate. There's obviously doing less host cut in stuff. And that'll change. This is the first season they didn't have. They didn't have Harrison there, and Harrison, like a like a good character in a movie. Look, he's a pro. He knows what he's doing. He propels the story along. He gives you exposition. He explains things to the viewers. And Tasha and Caitlin. They're just not there yet. That's not that's I'm not saying they can't be there. Eventually, they probably will be fine as hosts if, if they continue to use them for that. It's just they were kind of thrown into this thing quickly. Um, they, so there's been a lot of like cheesy, like fake, like when they snuck up on her at the beginning. Ridiculous. When they were watching through the window eating actual popcorn, stupid. Like there's going to be a lot of that throughout the season. And if you're cool with that, I'm cool with that. It's just I don't think they're bringing a lot to the thing. And I would only say that it would be difficult for anybody in that situation. They can adjust to it. They'll be fine.
1: I have a feeling they're going to in some way, shape or form find like an actual – like host they're not yeah the the former cast member thing i think is like uh for the hardcore bachelor franchise fans i think they love seeing the old uh cast members come back i just saw where nick vile is making an appearance next week for some reason people still like that dude they like they like the fraternity so i i see where the producers are going with with why they did it i but I do think that there's yeah there's something missing from like just say keeping this keeping this story going and explaining things to people who might not uh, be uh, you know you always want to have new viewers and I by the way this is a part of the, the grander discussion the Bachelor is trying to uh, change or trying to evolve and that means that they want new viewers so like more than ever I think the show needs explaining. I mean, there, there are people on the show, I think, that have never lived a day without The Bachelor being on the air. Like That's how old the show is. So I think the show kind of has taken that for granted, and they don't really stop and try to explain things. They, they just assume the audience knows. But that goes against what this whole thing is. They, yep. they try to shake it up. Yeah. And they're right in the middle, and it, it feels like it's in the middle.
0: Um, yeah, there it's, it's a transition period for the show and it's fine. You know, it's still, it's still the bachelorette. Like it's not so different. It's a little bit different, but it's not so different that it's not, uh, that it's a different show. You're still watching the bachelorette and it's, you know, we should get into that. we t- we should talk about the new bachelorette. So I saw something today that I thought was weird. There was a story in one of my favorite publications, people magazine, And I don't know if this is a made-up thing, but this is probably, this could be anybody, so it's not made-up. Katie has said she's been inundated with social media, uh, tweets, probably Facebook messages, Instagram most of all, DMs. The people are just saying, like, she's kind of too beat to be the Bachelorette. And I do not agree at all. I think she's cute. I don't, she's not, you know, she's not a bombshell like Tasha, but she's, she's cuter than I, I would say the majority of the bachelorettes. She looks, she's got a, a very like, um, girl next door type of look, which is what they're going for on the show. I would, it would never occur to me that people would be the, that the, the chatter around the social needs would be that Katie is not cute enough to be the bachelorette. What do you think about that, Jason?
1: I think you and I both talked about her when she was um, a cast member on the last season. I We think she has a great personality. She um, She's attractive. And uh, lest we forget, she's the first cast member to ever bring a vibrator as a prop.
0: That's right. I believe it was a dildo. Dildo. It might have been a vibrator. I don't know. Sex, any sex, sex toy. toy. It was a sex toy.
1: You might get at uh, at the erogenous zone in, on uh, Harbor or not uh, on Chapman uh, <laughs> Avenue next to Cal State Fullerton. Oh, um,
0: right, sure. Yeah,
1: any sex toy you might is get that, there?
0: Is that anywhere near the off-campus pub, Jason?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's about a quarter mile from where the off-campus pub it's used to be. Been, I think now wh- it's like an oh whoa,
0: whoa, 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 whoa! The off-campus pub no longer exists. Oh, uh, for, I mean.
1: I I want to say fifteen twenty
0: years. Wow, wow! Because I've been to the off-campus pub. I don't don't recall the reason, but I thought it was. I thought it had used to be an Apple Applebee's. It was kind of the shape of like a Chili's or an Applebee's. You're yeah. te- you're telling me now that it's reverted to its original form and is back to an Applebee Applebee's. Breaking news! Any listeners in the Fullerton Brea Anaheim area that can give us an update on the off-campus pub? We're all ears.
1: Yeah, please do. Yeah. Um but yeah, I she I, I liked her a lot as the cast member. She's the great. With, the problem with her on the Bachelor was yeah. she established herself really early as the confidant, like yeah. the the person that was kind of the buddy that could tell the Bachelor what the skinny is from, from yeah, inside right. the house. You never you never want to become that person. No. I mean, if the, if the show was um, good, buddy.
0: Right good
1: buddy right she won. but it's, yes. it's, you know these people want to be married yeah you it's know.
0: it's it's called the bachelor not the friend zone
1: yeah no, exactly mm-hmm. so she she became that uh at some point and her uh, her fate was set she finished what was it like sixth or eighth in last season and then she was cast for this season which um as reality Steve has pointed out. That that onto itself um, brought criticism from the show. Right? Totally. They got they got they got this like this huge, um, this this huge I guess um, criticism because they were clumsy with with bringing out the first Black Bachelor. They were clumsy in how they handled the actual um, winner. What's her face? Rachel. Uh, They were clumsy with how they handled this whole transition. And then the first thing they cast is like the eighth place finisher, white bachelorette, which they got criticism for. And then they overcompensated for that by casting the first um, or the second black bachelorette. Yeah. A show, which we're going to see this fall
0: is just a bad look all the way around. What they should have done is just stuck with their original bachelorette and just gone said, Hey, we're committed to being more diverse. And if you look at this season, the contestants, there's a, there's a great diversity of, of contestants. I mean, sure. anybody that goes back with this franchise knows that there was a lot of, for lack of a better word, tokenism early on in the show where there would be a couple of black contestants and they would hang around for a few episodes right. and that and, and everyone knew eventually they would be they would be sent away without a rose and that's just and it was didn't matter if it was the bachelor or the bachelorette that those days are gone No, there's all sorts of different – and that's the world we live in. And a lot of it, I think, is a credit to this generation of people that they just don't see race in the same way, which is great. So it's – you have a whole diverse mix of contestants. You have all different kinds of races of people, and it just doesn't matter. Anybody could win the show. It doesn't matter, and and that's great. So rather than like shoehorn in and say, hey, look – well, we're also having a black girl like that was a mistake, I think, to them that made them look worse when they should just organically just include all different kinds of people.
1: Exactly. So yeah. to, to sum up Matt season, then we'll start talking about this episode. But to sum up Matt season, uh, the first Black Bachelor, um, the show made the announcement right after um, George Floyd and everything that happened with that. They just said. Matt is our new bachelor for next season. Okay, without putting a whole lot of thought into it, they just did it, which is fine. Yeah, um, but they they ha- they kind of haphazardly did it. They half-assed the whole thing, and there was no follow-through. Um, they and what what they realized at some point was that wow, um, this show has been a juggernaut and it's made a lot of people a lot of money, but the juggernaut, the demo has been uh, white housewives in the Midwest. And as soon as this thing started going the wrong way, um, at one point the cast members from the show were like, wait a minute, the bachelors got a racist problem with their audience. Yeah. Like who figured that? Well, yeah. anyways, so any, that that's basically what happened with the Mass season. It was a massive PR disaster for the show. It cost Chris Harrison his career job, but don't feel sorry for Chris because he has signed a, an NDA and walked away with 25 million dollars of
0: hush money reportedly yeah reportedly asked for a mid eight figure settlement to keep his mouth shut the guy knows where the bodies are buried these these people let's not pretend that these are good people that make this show these are bad people that make this show and that's and the criticism that this show took was warranted and uh, and the thing is it's it's a great guilty pleasure it's fun to watch, but it's just like any it's just like laws and sausages, you don't want to see how they're made because it's disgusting.
1: His uh Chris Harrison's tell all book would be I personally would love uh to to read it and listen to it. I'd listen and read, I'd listen to it and read it at the same time. Um I would love to get that one. I mean, imagine all the tales of behind the scenes and all the all the stuff that would probably is borderline and just uh, legitimately illegal that has happened behind the scenes, that they look the other way. They kind of yeah. they threw some money at it to go away. I would love to know all that, including including my, one of my favorite subjects. Uh, which member, which cast member on each show, was the paid actor to just br- come in sure. and stir shit up?
0: And- well, I don't, I don't think they started doing that until more recently. And by and by, paid actor, it's just a casting thing where they go, "Hey, we're bringing in somebody that we're bringing in some people who do, have no chance of winning the show, but we're going to coach them up to to disrupt." Right, the cast to be to to talk shit to stir it up to get some good TV. You don't want a bunch of wallflowers there. It doesn't work. You have to have people that are willing to mix it up, and so they juice it to that extent where they're like, "We'll bring somebody in in this season." It's clearly Carl. Is that his name?
1: Carl the Plant.
0: The Uh, yeah, the motivational speaker.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, Uh, does some obvious things, and we'll get to it in a little bit. But so. Um, let's go through this really fast because you and I, you know, just to explain things to our listeners, um, who aren't privy to my, my Twitter feed, you know, Brian chose to t- take a vacation, uh, during the f- premiere week of, of the bachelorette, which, you know, it's a rookie mistake. He wow. obviously didn't look at the wow. TV schedule, uh, before he made his family vacation wow. and that's fine. But yeah. the problem is you know we got to play some catch up here so yeah, um, yeah so, so it's this really
0: quick two two episodes have come out and then there will be I'll, this will drop if you're listening to this on the day it drops the bachelors on tonight cuz this will drop monday morning and so then there'll be another bachelor and then we'll catch up with you this week
1: um so here's the deal um you know every single season of this franchise begins with the wimmo uh, people pulling up in the limo, and the subject always says the exact same thing, and it without fail. And Katie falls into this one too. In the interview with uh, with Caitlin and uh, Tasha, she says they say, how you know, how you feeling right now?" And sh- and the subject, almost as if they are legally compelled to say it, says, huh, "I'm excited." but I'm a little nervous too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, and they have to like laugh, like saying that you're nervous is some yeah. kind of hilarious, hilarious thing. It's almost like, um, you know, if you and I are going to like, you came to uh to town one day, you're like, Hey, I'm in town for a couple of hours. Let's meet up at a bar. Yeah. And I, and I just said to you at the bar, I said, you know, how do you feel right now? And you're like, well, I'm thirsty. <laughs> and I'm a little hungry too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that wouldn't be something to That's like,
0: yeah. yeah. The bar we met up at last time didn't have any food though. What was that place called?
1: Um, damn. I'll, I'll come up it's with it right this. down the
0: street from your house. That's a great bar though.
1: Um, but anyways, yeah. it's not, it's not funny and yeah. it's not unusual. You're excited and you're nervous. I get that. I don't know why they constantly have to mention it as if it's some kind of taboo thing. But anyways, um, Katie's, excited and she's nervous and then she made the comment i've never dated this many guys at once before
0: <laughs> i mean how many people have dated 30 guys at once
1: right yeah I, I don't care how uh pro-sexual you are uh 30 people at once that's that's a. Uh, that's kind of unrealistic unless you're on a show.
0: Well, there was – we talked about this on the, the Baller Lifestyle, which I know you listen to often. There was recently a man in Japan that was actually put on trial because he had been dating 30-something women and told them all – th- that his birthday was a different birthday for the gifts.
1: Oh that's that's a that's a great idea.
0: <laughs> is
1: you know, it? Is I it? it. That's, I mean, it's a great <laughs> idea if you could pull it off. If you could just pull it off for one year. It's a lot
0: of work. That's thirty plus gifts.
1: So what you're saying is um unless this guy in Japan is cast as the next bachelor, <laughs> it's really no, tough running to say It's unlikely. I've had experience dating thirty people at once.
0: There's uh, every single one of these guys, and it's the same every season. Although there's, there was something I don't, you could tell me because you pay closer attention. There was something I noticed about the introductions this season that just stunned me. First of all, there's they all say the same thing. You look amazing. Hey, all right, you look amazing. Almost every single one of them, she had to say, "What's your name?" Right. They don't. Here's how you meet somebody. Hey, oh my god, you look amazing. I'm Brian. You sit you say your name to the person. You never they never should have to ask you your name. You're introducing yourself to them. Hello, nice to meet you. This is so exciting. I've been wanting to meet you for so long. I'm Brian.
1: Let me let me tell you what that's about, okay? The earlier seasons didn't have to do with this, but now you are looking at cast castings of millennials and Gen Zers who you and I both know have have a certain narcissistic uh, base level yeah and they have been in quarantine they still this is yeah. still a pandemic show so they would have been in quarantine reading their own press. And all, all the things online from like Reality Steve and Cosmo and stuff that introduce each cast member. Yeah. And they, they're, they're thinking in their head that I don't need to introduce myself because you've read on Cosmo.com yeah. that I'm Brian in La Jolla. Well, so
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. They've peeped. Everybody's peeped each other's IG by this point.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. So they're all about themselves. Why do they need to introduce themselves? But you're right. Um, and – and I've, I've said this every single season, and it's worth repeating that the limo introductions are a great exercise in how uh, unimaginative people oh, can be. Um, there, but I will say this. There were a couple things this in this uh, specific limo introduction season that I was like, oh, that's pretty darn good.
0: OK, that's- OK. Let's see if yours are the same as mine, because because when she was on The Bachelor, she brought a sex toy. There were about – I don't know if there's 30 – if there's 30 contestants that show up, there were about 28 masturbation puns.
1: Yes. Yeah. And and they really ran with that.
0: Because I don't – hold on, Jason. I'm not sure if you're aware of this. Katie is sex positive.
1: Sex positive. Okay. Whatever that means. And and I'm sure if they had to – they would get in trouble if they had to define what that means because – it just kind of shows you how unself aware the show is like to draw attention to the fact that someone is sexual is, is a no go in this day and age that you shouldn't even draw, uh, draw, um, attention to it. It, She's just a, she's a woman who has, who has her own thoughts and feelings and leave it at that. But anyways, um, yeah, the, the puns were, were all over the place. But what I was referring to is, um, um, This guy, Andrew, who is a football player.
0: Yeah. In, who, uh, plays in, who plays in Vienna. Um, yeah, is this the World League of American Football?
1: I don't know. I don't know much about Europe. The Sacramento do, Knights? Here's the deal. Yeah. I don't know much about Europe, but I do know that Vienna, yeah. Austria, is not in England. That's, <laughs> what, that's, that's what I do
0: know. So, I've been to Austria. I've never been. I haven't been to Vienna, but I've been to Austria and I can af- I can confirm that it is not Vienna is not, in fact, in England.
1: Yeah. So, Andrew, the football player, kind of. A, there's a lot to unpack here. He pulls up in a model. Yeah. He pulls up in a Model T. Yeah. Okay? Model T. Yes. Yeah. You're looking for for what the reason is for that. Not a not an American car.
0: Of literally the first american car.
1: Yeah. He gets out of it and he starts speaking the king's english, you know, in <laughs> the accented english to her. He's
0: he's like, and "Hello, Gabna?"
1: Yeah. And he and he just starts talking and then he's like, "Actually, I'm from Chicago. I play football in Vienna." But yeah. none of those make any sense. You pull up with a okay. model T. Yeah. You play football in Austria. Yeah. You speak English, yeah. <laughs> like the
0: English accent, and you're from Chicago. No, well, none of those made any sense. It was a little weird because she's like, Where are you from? And he's like, Actually, me ale from Vienna. And I'm like, Well, wait, is he doing a German? Like, that doesn't, that's not right. Like, I was, that was very confusing. I'm like, Oh, he's supposed to be a British guy that lives in Aut- Like, wouldn't you say you, where you're from? it was it was so confounding
1: to me yeah uh but anyways i like this guy andrew he's got, got a great personality and yeah. had, well, i'm rooting for the guy but yeah none of those made sense he didn't explain any of them what any of them had to do with each other but she yeah. was eating it up so good for him yeah um another thing that that struck me was uh trey another guy that i like a lot the ball pit trevington yeah covington georgia pulls up with the, the bed of balls which is which is a new one um but he did say something which leads me to believe that maybe the creators of the show are, are listeners to this podcast, which has been called the Great White in a Sea of Bachelor podcast. Right. Um, I've heard he, that. He said either – said it on his own or he was told to say this, that the reason why he showed up in a bed of balls is because I'm here to have a ball with you. Not only are you smoking hot – You are also a pretty baller bachelorette. Yeah. Yep. Using our our branding. Yeah.
0: They are. Yeah. Are you living the baller lifestyle? Like, if he had said that, whoa, that would have been been too on the nose, which is why they didn't. But they know, they obviously know who we are. They know we report on this show. And they wanted to, you know what they call that, Jason? You've been in a lot of movies. You know what they call that? An Easter Uh egg
1: oh easter egg yeah. yeah yeah um but what you're referring to is um just kind of like the four or five guys that showed up with like overt sexual puns uh one guy said that you know during the quarantine you got a lot of time on my hands so i would just like stroke it and
0: stroke yeah. it stroke it. who was that that guy was disgusting who was that it's
1: it's the guy who's the – he's the artist, but he, uh, uh, right, he, pulls, with the, and he pulls out his paintbrush, yeah. and he says, hopefully you and I could stroke it or something something along those that lines. That was horrible. Some other guy uh, had, um, I don't know, a little bottle or a vase, and he said um, – let's see if – what do you say? Let's see if there's a genie in here. Maybe you, you and I could both rub one out. He said that. Oh, my God. Failed. yeah. And then another guy just started just throwing sexual words into something, and his name is Courtney with a Q. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yes. This is going to be a good one all season because they have now – the cast members have now – are now referring to him as Courtney with a Q. Now, there's only really one reason why you need to differentiate in a show because sometimes there's two different names that you need to differentiate from – and, but uh, as far as I know, in the history of man, this is the only person who's ever spelled his name Courtney with a Q. So first ever having to to uh, remind people that he's the Courtney with a Q on the show, that, that he's not differentiating himself from another Courtney
0: or anybody else in the world. So the a Q. Yes. Yeah, so well, he said that. And he's like. Yeah. Hey. So, by the way, I'm Courtney with a Q. The only thing I could think is, what are the rest of the letters? Because there is no Courtney with a Q. So uh, it's quart.
1: As it's in quart. Drink, drink Quarts yes. of, of liquid.
0: Yeah. Yes. It's 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 quart in the sense of. I used to buy a quart of Pabst Blue Ribbon for 89 cents in the 90s at Circle K. That's, that's, that's how he spells his name. But he's like, it's Courtney with a Q. Well, Courtney is C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y, right? Or you could ditch the U sometimes, and it's just C-O-R-T-N-E-Y. But you throw that fucking Q on there, and I'm, I'm going to need some help with the whole rest of it. Like He should be like, hey, by the way, I'm Courtney with a Q. U-A-R-T-N-E-Y because that's that, – well, you need that. You need the whole thing to understand it.
1: Like you, you have one of those names. You, this is a perfect example. Yeah. If you were in a group of people, we were in a – just – we were at church or something or yeah. a church group and you stood yeah. up and you said so – I wouldn't Brian be caught Brian dead. i Brian with an eye. Yeah. I'm Brian with an eye. Yeah. Every one of the group would be thinking, oh, okay, so – there's a Brian in here with a Y and he's the Brian with an I yeah. so Courtney with a Q. That's just Courtney with a Q. Right. Um, so right. we'll keep an eye on this guy. You're,
0: you're Jason. That's the only spelling of Jason, except I got a buddy. That's Jason J a Y.
1: Yeah. I've seen, You've seen that. It's
0: problematic. Seen,
1: and yeah, the, yeah, I, those parents did them a, a disservice. No favors. No one's ever going to spell their, na- or no one's ever going to spell their name correctly. No. Like I, I often like, if if I go into Starbucks and say Jason, they're always going to spell it the way Jason is spelled. Right. But if I'm one of these kooks that their parents named with the J Y, for a lifetime you're getting Starg- Starbucks cups with the with the traditional spelling. And to me that's that's embarrassing.
0: It is. It's a, it's a problem. I'm Bri- I'm Brian, so it's always I or Y. So this is where the app kind of fucked me up because the app's got your name on it because I would just go and they'd be like, what's your name? And I'd be like, Randy. And they'd put Randy on the cup or I'd be like, Carlos. And they'd put Carlos on the cup because there's only one spelling of those names. Right. But now I go, they go, what's your name? Carlos. And then then I go to pay for it and I hold up my phone and there's, it says, hi, Brian, right on my phone where you pay for it. Yeah, you're screwed. I ruined it. So hold on. I got a couple, can I get to my arrivals that i thought were good and by good well one was one was insane this guy and we'll we'll, we'll get to him more later it's this guy andrew from san diego most people from san diego are problematic i'll just tell you that having having grown up here in southern california it's san diego gets kind of a, a free pass because it's not really a real place, but it kind of is like people from out of town go there on vacation and like see people used to go to World and stuff. So they're like, oh, yeah, San Diego. It's real laid back. No, there's a lot of fucking monsters in San Diego I've, and I've met them. I've hung out with them. I know these people. Andrew is one of these guys. There's There's a lot of bro culture in San Diego and they don't get credit for this. I've gotten I've almost had to had to throw hands fighting over cabs outside of the Murph. Back in the day, because there's a lot of fucking assholes that go to, that used to go to the games there. That said, this guy Andrew's is one of them. He's he's problematic later in episode two, but in episode one he shows up and he's one of these guys. He didn't say his name, and then you know what he says to her, Jason? People tell me I have a nice smile. Who the fuck says that? <laughs> Who's what? How is that your opening? line like how is that how you introduce yourself to somebody first of all you don't you let her form opinions about you you don't come in talking about you you never talk about yourself you talk about her you say what you notice about her you don't tell her what people say about you because that just tells me and her that all you're thinking about is your fucking self Andrew, and we learn later that that, that's who this guy is. By the way, by the way,
1: let's let's try to differentiate. I know there are people that listen to this podcast that don't watch the show and they don't care about this. It's not
0: Andrew. It's Aaron. It's Aaron. Aaron. (laughs)
1: Yeah. So (laughs) sorry. There's a couple Andrews. There's too many guys. Chicago, and then the Andrew from Newport Beach, who's a lawyer. But then there's Aaron in San Diego. Yeah, he does. Who does play a big role later on? But like, if you noticed. They did not go too far outside of California for this. Now, yeah, I guess we haven't explained this. Tell us what what the venue is for this season. So
0: I didn't know. I, for, I thought it was a different venue, but it appears they're in New Mexico. They're in they're in an isolated location somewhere in the near the mountains of New Mexico. On in at a, some resort, some Hyatt.
1: And wh- when did you? What did you think it was? I thought
0: it was the Wigwam in Phoenix, Arizona, because of the architecture.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. But um, I don't know if you go up and down the cast. If there's thirty guys, twenty six yeah. of them are from California, so they 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 couldn't for whatever reason they they couldn't go outside the state. There are a ton of guys. Well, so yeah,
0: c- COVID.
1: Five people from San Diego metropolitan area. It's
0: probably hold on. I got. i I want to look at the cast while I'm doing this here. But here's the other thing. Here's the other guy, and I don't even know if this guy. Is still there. But this guy this guy showed up and I don't think I've ever seen then and, and he'll never win. And he might have already gotten sent home. But one guy showed up with the fucking absolute smoothest rap with chicks I think I've ever seen in my life. This guy was called Gabriel.
1: Oh, yeah. He he cruised up. Hugged her and sniffed her.
0: Yes. He cruised up. He was not nervous at all. I don't know if he was on beta blockers. I don't. He's probably just a narcissist and didn't give a shit. (laughs) But he fucking walked up there. He's from Charlotte, North Carolina. And he's not like the best looking guy. He's not the coolest guy. Also, he's got my least favorite job title of all, Entrepreneur. I'm looking at him right now, but he walks up and he's like, Hey, what's up? And like this, the body language is like just real chill. And he's like, nice to meet you. I'm Gabriel. He's like, you look amazing. He's like, listen, he goes, we just come through so much to get here. It's just, everything's been like so intense. And he goes, that's the world is crazy right now. And he goes, I just, I just think people just need to hug a little bit more. And he goes, can I show you one of my favorite hugs? And she's eating it up. She's like, yeah, please show me (laughs) as if there's fucking multiple different hugs in the world. There's only the one hug. And it's this is so layered because he's inviting. He's making her ask for the hug. And he's he's offering it like it's something special that he's brought and he wants to give it to her he's he's like hey let me show you something that i brought that i I think you might like to know about and but he's not being too creepy where he's like hey um can i check your back molars with my tongue you know he's like hey can i squeeze a little ass here he's like you do it like this and then he just goes in and he gives her like a long just regular ass hug puts his arms around her and just pulls her in and just fucking squeezes her in tight. And then he lets her go and he might give her a little peck on the cheek and he's like, hey, I'll see you inside, okay? And he fucking bounces. And I was like, first of all, I'm like, this dude's got some big Brian Beckner energy, but also like way more smooth than I could ever be in my life. Like I was really in awe of his ability. Now you're going to tell me he's been kicked off.
1: No, no, he lasts. Yeah, um yeah. I thought my takeaway from that was that it was smooth, but that because the mics are so close, yeah. to, I mean, the, the mics picked up everything. There was a lot of heavy breathing that yes. so could have been interpreted yes. as pretty creepy because he took deep breaths as he was doing it. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, but he, she turned around and gave the co hosts the thumbs up. Yeah. She was, she was into it. And, it and was.
0: Way, now, now, he's never going to win the show because he's too, way too much of a player. Like, that was. Sorry. That was a player status. That's the kind of girl, the guy that get, he goes home with a lot of girls and he has like, you know, he'll, he's dating a girl for like a week at a time, but he goes through a lot of women because he's just, he's just too much of a player. He's just too smooth. And so she's never going to pick him on this show. He's never going to win, but he, he, she definitely, if it was just, if it was, if she was just going to be sex positive for a night, if the show was, <laughs> not The Bachelorette, it's um, fuck one of these guys, fuck one of these 30 guys tonight, he would have won that show for sure, 100%. And um,
1: and by the way, she turns around and gives the thumbs up to the co-host, very lame part of this first show. They have Caitlin and Tasha at the window uh, watching everyone pull up, and then they, they, every once in a while they'll go to them for a commentary, no, none of the commentary help the show move forward at all just a lot of laughing a lot of eyeing, and then they had at one point the producer thought it'd be funny if they gave him some popcorn So it was just Stupid. A, a completely unnecessary uh and lame part of the the intros here but um the one thing that really stuck out um two two guys stuck out from the limos that um that she really liked uh, eventually one guy shows up in a cat uniform, uh, like a, like a Halloween costume. Connor. Person. Yeah. And Connor, Connor, for my taste, you know, he's very artsy fartsy. He's real. In touch so, oh, with Jason, streets.
0: Jason, Jason, Jason. What? The language on this show, please.
1: Fartsy. You don't. Want to hey, hey,
0: hey, 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 um, Hey, 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 I did. I'm not saying say it again.
1: Yeah, the, the guy to me, to me, I don't know if he if he's quite emotionally stable enough to last in the show. But anyways, yeah. he play, plays all the right notes because I guess she's a big cat person, which I yeah. mean, between yeah. I, I think you'll agree is it's kind of a red flag. It, it it's who's really into cats. Yeah, a problem. it's no. That's like, that's like one of the first things in her con column. She does a lot of pros. that the con is she loves cats. And Connor really uh, drove that home and he dressed up as a cat. Now, this is always a risk to take because you're wearing a freaking costume.
0: Yeah.
1: You're not. You're taking all the risks. Huge. Huge. He's not going to be able to not be in that costume. He's just got to wear it.
0: Remember the shark girl from.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Who was she? I can't remember who she was, but she was known as the shark girl. And then she had to keep. Yeah, you know, like she had to show up in the after the final rows and that shit. Girl yes. women tell all, I mean. Like she and then she had to she I think she came on Bachelor in Paradise and she had to wear the stupid ass costume on that. I will say this. Having cats is usually a deal breaker. Unless She's extremely sex positive. It's you have to you have to over the, the cat thing. And Jason, you said this. It's a big thing to overcome.
1: No, it's, you, it's, a, it's a red flag. Yeah. You
0: yeah. got you got to have a lot of other positive attributes to overcome the cat situation.
1: Absolutely. Uh, it's kind of like if I was to show up at your place. I never never been to your place before. Yeah. And you had like a concert, a framed like concert poster of fish. Oh yeah! I don't know if I could ever overcome that. Like, it's always that's always going to be something that I'll be like, yeah, buddy likes fish.
0: Totally, totally. Similarly, similarly, the Dave Matthews Band. (laughs) Dave Matthews is like fish white,
1: you know. Yeah,
0: yeah, or or like fish heavy.
1: And I know there's listeners right now. I, I know for a fact there are fish fans
0: listening. Yeah. That I doubt heads
1: it. Just love fish.
0: Yeah. Potheads uh, love fish.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, and it's like the last thing I ever, like if I'm at a live music place, the last thing I ever want to witness is a band just jamming. Yeah. Like I think I, I fall asleep to jamming. I, yeah. I don't think that it's, I don't think it's interesting at all. It might be creative, Jamming is kind of like what artists do for artists, but regular people who just like to listen to music are deathly bored by it's it.: It's
0: very masturbatory.
1: and fish is like three hours of jamming.
0: Yeah, right? it is. They do two. I actually have been to a fish show. <laughs> and it was at Polly Pavilion. It was probably like around 1995. and um, they do they do two sets of that shit. They do like they'll play for like two hours stop, take a break, come back. And when they come back, just, just more fish.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, cats, that that's kind of a, that's always going to be a, a knock against you if yeah. you're a cat person. But anyways, um, and then some dude pulled up in a, uh, a box, a gift box, a, a, a man sized gift box. And he, Uh, yelled from inside the box and said, um, I won't be revealed until you open me inside, like at the cocktail party. Risky move. I said to myself at the time, that's A really bad move unless you are like this gorgeous, undeniable guy with a huge personality that could make up for this. Yeah. And it ends up being that guy. It ends up being a guy that obviously has had some luck with the women. Yeah. That he basically said, look at this badass move. I'm going to show up in a box and never be revealed. Yeah. So she reveals me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He was in that box the whole time. But there's no way – they they keep him inside the box the whole time. What's in the box? They don't keep him in the box the whole time. Like they have to let him. I mean, this. What people don't realize is this cocktail party's two hours on your TV. It's nine hours of shooting.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no doubt. He's, he obviously was was let out and off camera
0: for and you know, drinking drinks or whatever. He's also, doing. also, this poor Katie. Her fucking her nipples had to be icicles. This, this is New Mexico in the in the fall when they shot this, or the winter. The winter, it was freezing. You could see how cold she was the entire time. Yes,
1: um, it was. It was kind of it was off putting. Like everything she had to say, she had that shiver thing going on. Like she was nervous, as she said, but she was freezing cold as well. Yeah, um, and then. Um, a guy that did show up at, out of the limo that, uh, we're going to talk about a lot over the course of the season, I'm sure is Mike, another guy from San Diego, mm. um, in the little vignette that they did to introduce a couple of the guys. He was a baseball player and, <laughs> and ever, ever since yeah. then. And yeah. I think online he's, he's, uh, called a gym owner, right? GYM owner. Yeah. Um, and he's a virgin. He lets you know that in the vignette. Yeah. Um, and good-looking guy. He's, he's really put together well. Um, but he's he's the virgin of this season. He's yeah. 31 years old. No.
0: Nope. Sorry. Nope.
1: 31. Can't and, be. And he signed up for The Bachelor, where The Bachelorette is, quote-unquote, sex positive. Yeah. Um, which – Kind uh, of weird whole podcast of of subjects, but anyways, Mike is introduced. He chooses not to reveal to her his virginity in the opening night um, because I think the producer said let's save it for the first group date, which was all about him. Yeah. Um, anything else from the limo intros that you want, or do you want to move on to the roses here?
0: Um. No, I think that's, I th- well, the one guy showed up in an RV Oh yeah. and she was like, she was like right away. First of all, I think this, this might be our first age discrepancy on the show. Cause hold on. What was his name? Um, <laughs> uh, I forget motorhome guy. Uh, cause he, I think he says he's like 31.
1: Yeah, no way. No yeah.
0: way. Um,
1: 30s for sure
0: he and he, yeah jeff jeff from and
1: it's his, it's his motorhome
0: yeah she's like uh your rv is just creeping me out like she was like disgusted that he showed up in a motorhome and i don't even think she could see the chiron below his below <laughs> his picture because the guy's job is Surgical skin salesman. <laughs> now, hold on. I mean, I get that that is an important Somebody's got to be, you know, people need skin when they get burned and stuff, and, you know, and surgeries and whatnot. So it's not, I'm not meaning to make light of that. But also, the guy shows up in a creepy ass RV. Everybody's seen Silence of the Lambs. Sure, great big fat person is, he's like, you know, he's luckily, um, Katie is not a size 12, which is Buffalo Bill's ideal size for the skin suit he was trying to make. Um, Very, very creepy. And he was quickly jettisoned, like did not. She couldn't get him out of there fast enough. The RV skin salesman, Jeff.
1: It's, It's one thing to pull up in an RV. That was kind of unique. It's one thing to pull up in one. It's another thing to take her back into the RV once the cocktail hour starts.
0: (laughs) Yes, it's just scary. Show her
1: where you've been quarantining for a couple weeks. Think of what that is. A dude in in a quarantine, and I think she literally said his his dirty boxers were on the couch, and he was (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> and, and then she said something really funny she's like and he started eating celery <laughs> oh. <laughs> she could she could not be less impressed by it. but this his decision to take her back into the rv that was that's let's
0: see what' face problematic
1: um but anyway so uh, you you're kind of typical cocktail hour it was kind of a a cocktail hour, uh, by numbers. Um, if you've watched this show enough, you know exactly what this is. Um, her telling Tasha and Caitlin, it's going to be overwhelming. And then Tasha telling her empty advice, like go with your gut instinct or something stupid like that. Um, what the guy that she really takes to, and, and she said it when he got out of the limo, this guy, Greg from New Jersey, um, she said to about him as he's walking away, he looks like my old boyfriend. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Well, it's usually bad. Then they hit it off during the cocktail hour, Greg and in, in New Jersey, I think we're going to be talking about a lot. Cause I think he's, he's like a finalist because, um, but he's, there's nothing really overly impressive about this kid. He, he doesn't, he, there's almost, there's almost no uh, charisma. He's not a big personality. He's shy, but she likes him a lot. He seems like a good kid, but he, there's just nothing um, impressive about the guy. Um, but she ends up giving him the first rose. Um, there were a couple, you know, first kisses. I think the cat guy, the guy that dressed up as the cat, oh yeah.
0: Also moved in for a kiss. Oh dude, they were smashing face. She got her she got his fucking cat nose makeup all over her her They had to redo her makeup, dude. She had cat makeup all over her fucking face. They smashed.
1: I never I never comment on the way people kiss because kissing is pretty generic it's not you know it, there's only a couple ways to kiss but he, i hate watching this guy kiss like yeah. it's disgusting i remember yeah. wow when i first saw uh tom cruise kissing kelly mcgillis and in and and top gun mm-hmm. it was less that he was um kissing her more that he was eating her lips like opening the mouth a lot of tongue a lot of a lot of eating instead of kissing. This is how the cat guy uh, gets down, and it was so disturbing to me. I had to I had yeah. to turn away. I didn't want to watch them kiss, as you just pointed out. Yeah, they were just all over each other, yeah. but she was eating it up. She yeah. loves this guy.
0: No, I um I'm well. We'll get it. We'll get in, into it more because they had a date. And I'll, I'll talk right. about it more and then.
1: And he went in for the kiss again, and I said, "Oh my God, we're gonna have to see this guy kiss again." And he does the exact same thing. Well, no,
0: hold on, no, I'm, t- I'm sorry, I'm talking. About, I was talking about Greg. Con- she, she and Connor redo the kiss. That's Ugh, yeah.
1: And I, I did not want to see that. It was disgusting. Yeah. Um, but anyways, um, and then the, like I said, the guy from the box reveals himself. He's fine. We learn about this Carl dude. Who we have you and I haven't talked about real briefly. Carl from Miami is a motivational speaker i'm convinced he's the paid plant actor you you lessen the language and he, say that they're just cast members that are coached up a little bit more yeah. aggressively yeah they're
0: picked they're they're picked to stir it up the um who's the one that i really liked from nick File season that was a real mess courtney Courtney was
1: a good one. I always thought Chad Johnson played it right. John, there was an yeah. obvious one last season of The Bachelor that was just over the top. Was, was she her? also a Katie? Uh, maybe. Yeah, I, I mean, she, she was just obvious. I
0: like that it came out because she was supposed to be 28. And I like that it came out during the season that she was um, she was an actress from L.A. And they're like, Katie Larson, comma, 39, yeah, comma. Yeah. Like, You're right. I love that.
1: So, so this this guy Carl, he plays he plays all the notes that you're not supposed to do. Like he's really open about the fact that this is a competition that he's trying to win each stage and it's him against the rest. Just shit that you sh- you shouldn't say because it makes you a target. And then, you know, by the end of the of this uh, first couple episodes, he's the one that is the real shit stir by the end of the whole thing. But he just comes off as pretty um, unbelievable, not believable from the very get go. He's just too over the top. He, he grates on people's nerves. Uh, just kind of the typical. Like I said, The Cocktail Hour is kind of a, a, a play by a number saying she gives the first impression rose to this dude from New Jersey, Greg. Nice enough guy, fine. Um, And then she sends home uh, the people you thought she would. The RV guy didn't make it. No, uh, no surprise. Yeah. Um, She sent home like only like three of thirty or something. It It is sent
0: home a lot. It is really humiliating. And there, there was one guy. Well, all the shorties were kind of were kind (laughs) of stressing it. You know, like it's yeah. just all these guys are like six, three and strapping, not all of them. And then there's this one guy Hunter from Houston, the software strategist. Yeah. And he's fucking just fucking dripping with flop sweat the whole time. He's really freaking out. And he has reason to freak out because Hunter is ugly. Like he's not a handsome guy. So yeah. like, it's like, oh, he, and, and you know, a lot of times they'll like, They'll pull misdirection on you where they're where somebody will be freaking out about going home and then they then they end up being safe. They get give them the last rose, but sometimes somebody will be freaking out about going home and they will go home. And, I'm, and I was like, oh, this hunter guy's out of here. He's, he's short. He's not handsome. He's got that like gape mouth thing where his mouth can't open. All the time. Like, why doesn't your mouth close, dude? Just close the old mouth up. Uh, So he but he made it. He made it through the Rose thing, which was kind of stunning to me. Like, I thought for um, sure he would leave.
1: I think that um, when we went went back to the house, by the way, um, they determined who the first one on one date was. This is a really big deal. And this never happens in the show. So it was it was uh, something of note she gave, She gives the first date to the first impression. In other words, yeah. uh, not only did he get the rose and didn't have to sweat out the rose ceremony, this guy Greg gets
0: the first date of the season, which uh, they almost never do. Now, does uh, she get to... I never... I guess I never really thought about it. The Bachelorette doesn't pick who gets what fucking date. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I, I just know
1: that... Um, if they had to like put a name on this, like if you got the DVD version or something, it would be um, Katie and Greg. Uh, Dad's dying. That's what this uh, segment would be called. Yes. Dad's dying. It was. Well, it was
0: yeah, you kind of you kind of spoiled it there, but yes,
1: much less a date as it was a chance for Katie. And Greg to talk about their dads that have died. Well, and hold on. By, by the way, yeah. the parents dying is nothing funny or anything. But of I course say not. This. Um, it was it was like eight to twelve minutes of this is how I feel about my dead dad. Which I guess I don't know. I, I just think that there's a cap on that when you're trying to to uh, you know wind down and watch a show and, and let some steam off. Um, I think it's very sad. I've lost a parent myself, but I just don't need eight to 12 minutes of it.
0: Yeah. So, but we should, we should set up how it went because they go on a, they go on a camping date. Right. And she's like, my dad used to take me camping and fishing. Correct. And so she gives him and he, and Greg from New Jersey is looking like a real bitch on this camping date. (laughs) She's like, Hey, and look, I don't camp. Jason, and that's a choice. I do that by choice, but I have camped. They go on a date, and she's like, "Hey, set up the tent." And this fucking guy, the tent—it was just a basic ass tent. It wasn't like they were on Alive, and she's like, "Make a shelter with nothing." Like there was a tent. Just you slide the fucking two poles through in an X. There's little there's little slots that show you where the poles go. And then you and then you anchor it to the ground with the stakes, and then you bend the little poles and that pops it up into a tent. Like anybody could make a tent and he's looking at it like he's insane. Then And I'm sorry I'm sorry for anyone one within the sound of my voice, but I have to describe what happened on the show. Katie's like, my dad used to um used to take me camping and he would dig a hole for everybody to take a shit. And then she's like, then he would put a bucket on top of it and he would cut a fucking hole. First, I was going to say they would all shit in the bucket. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, is this even allowed on TV? But no, she's like, then we would, he would cut a hole in the bottom of the bucket. And so we could sit on it. And I'm like, Oh my God, this, this is, you know, again, I don't camp. And so she's like, okay, so make us a shitter. And then he's like, he he, with an axe. I, I expected him to like to to hatchet the bottom of the of the bucket and have it like bounce back into his face. But he he cuts a, like he does a pretty good job, like making the bucket. He kind of redeems himself there. But he's like, I love to fish, and then they then they're fishing a little bit, and she's like, my dad used to take me fishing, and he would and he would always say, and she was talking about what he would always say, and um. And she was, and then she was like crying. She was like, had this really heartfelt moment about her dad, right? And it was, and he's like there to comfort her. And it's all about how her dad had died. And then they, they, you know, they have like this camping moment, but then they meet up later for the dinner portion of the date and it's already gone great. But Jason, this dinner I'm going to go right out on a limb right now and say, this show is over. Greg is the winner of this season of The Bachelorette. There's no doubt in my mind, unless something changes remarkably. Because they sit down to dinner and he's like, I got to tell you something. This day meant so much to me. And the reason it did, because Katie's dad died like 10 years ago. He's like, because I also lost my dad like two years ago. He's like, we went to the Giants game or the Mets game. And then the next day he told me it's stage four cancer and he was dead like months later. And he's fucking crying, Jason. And she is, she's comforting him and she's crying too. And it's like, they've gone through it again. And he's, he's now having to share, this this thing that he didn't want to bring out right away, but he's he's feels compelled because they have this bond like they've both gone through the same thing recently and they're bonding over it, and they're both crying back and forth. And it's real. He's trying not to cry. Jay, he's looking away from the camera. He's it's like he's overcome with emotion and she feels that she's crying, too. These two bonded in a way I have never seen on this show. It was so authentic, so realistic. I cannot imagine her feeling anything close to what she felt with Greg with another guy this entire season of this show. What did you think?
1: Yes, it all it all went that way. And I think it went that well for him. And, and, and it was... Um, Extremely touching, and it was sentimental and hard not to shed a tear. Um, the timing of it was strange. I get you just said that he was hesitant to say it earlier. My thought was that he had probably several hours during the day to reveal that this little fact of yeah. I lost my father too, uh, but he he chose to do it. But she over, but
0: uh, and 20- Jason, Jason, there's no one more cynical than me. I I totally agree. Like, everything's a work. Everything's made up. I honestly got the feeling that she was so going through it that it wasn't really – he realized it wasn't appropriate to share his grief with her at that time. Interesting. He he just let her, like, have it. And he just listened and, like, let her feel what she was feeling about missing her dad. And then later, he was like, okay – Now it's like we're back. We've composed ourselves. We're having dinner. Now he's like, I have to tell her. I obviously, I can't let the whole night go by without saying this. This is such an important detail. It would be weird if I didn't say anything, but he knew not to say anything when she was confessing her just horrible grief about her dad eventually. And maybe he was like thinking of it and just didn't like couldn't get it out at the time but i did i didn't get the sense that he had like saved it up to use later just because of the fact that he was so incredibly really emotional when he finally did share it
1: yeah no i don't think he was disingenuous yeah I, i'm just going to choose to think that the producers asked him to save that for the like to, just to complete could the be. arc could story be. but yeah you're right not the whole thing went as well as it could possibly go and then um so much so that they went out to sit on the uh, the back of her pickup and fireworks came. They were f- yes. f-
0: fireworks they're like, show. what's that? What's that?
1: <laughs> and it's so funny because they're sitting in the back of the pickup and fireworks come on. And of course they have like a number of angles. Like this is a show that has maybe two cameras at once on at, at all times, but they showed 18 different angles you know uh, underneath the truck low angle high angle angle from the sky like they just they have the fireworks yeah. thing just rigged with them in the back of their pickup um but yeah and just to keep score here uh huge first impression he got the first impression rose uh then he gets the first one-on-one and then he hits a home run on the one-on-one so yeah i mean that he's definitely uh the leader in the clubhouse i think he's a he's a finalist um I, I will say this. I'm not impressed with him from like, just say like, there's no, there's nothing interesting about him.
0: No, um, I, de- I definitely, yeah, I agree. I definitely wouldn't fuck him. I'm not interested in, in him whatsoever. But, he's not even in my top 10. But here's the thing. Yeah.
1: This show isn't about who Brian Beckner would fuck. This That's show right. is about the bachelorette and when, what she thinks. Um, and he's, he's the leader in the clubhouse. So, yeah. um, As we move this along here, um, they had decided who's going to be on the next group date. And inevitably, for whatever reason, I have no reason. I have no idea why they left this dude, uh, Mike, from Akron off of the the third date of the show. So, in other words, he went an entire week without going on a date, which is unusual because you would think that just – being on a group date, you could just be thrown in and there's no big deal. Like I'm not sure why you'd be left out of a group date other than to cause drama, sure. which this guy did. This guy is the single father on the show. Yeah. He's left his son back home, and he says for the first time that it's killing him not being with his son. Now, you, the normal person would say, you signed up for a show – that you are going to be away from your son. There's a two-week quarantine. You're going to be away. From, you knew what you were getting into here. So, I mean, to cry about it seems uh, useless. But, you know, they cast these people specifically because they're drama queens. Um, so the third and final group date of the, of the uh, show, we talked about the Virgin being the star of the first group date. The subject of this group date is Aaron from San Diego, who you had mentioned prior to. Oh, my God. He, he has a rivalry. And the rivalry is with this guy named Cody. And they're not supposed to do this on the show. Yeah. And I tried to get some information from Reality Steven. He didn't have any, any information for us. Cody and, and, um, and Aaron from San Diego knew each other. I don't yeah. know what – circles they ran into i don't know what their social circles were but they know each other so much so that aaron pulled cody aside at the original cocktail party and told him i just want to let you know that i don't like you and then it kind of left the viewer kind of like what how does he even know him what does that even mean well it's revealed in this episode that they go back to san diego in some capacity they know each other aaron has told cody to his face he doesn't like him so what do they do? They, uh, they create a date where guys have to mud wrestle. Uh, wow. Very homoerotic, uh, very Top Gun volleyball scene-ish, yeah. where they're, they're wrestling in mud, dudes. And it's, um,
0: Gay sex would be less gay than what they were doing. They get in a pit of mud, they dress like cowboys, shirtless and yep. cutoffs, and yes. then they get on their knees – and wrestle each other. <laughs> they have cowboy hats Start, on.
1: Yeah. Start off on your knees and you can only win if you're lying on top of a guy for a couple seconds. Two,
0: yes. Two guys blowing each other looked over and were like, that's super gay what they're doing over there. They're like, oh, so good. So good like two guys with each, playing with their mouths on each other's balls were like, that's the gayest thing I've ever seen what's happening over there.
1: The producers of Brokeback Mountain called called the show and said that should have never aired on broadcast Toby, <laughs> <Yes. laughs> uh, So the um, they're mud wrestling for one reason, because the producers have made Aaron and by extension, Cody, the subjects of this date. They, of course, saved Aaron and Cody for the last mud wrestling match of the of the date and they go at it. Everyone's commenting on how overly aggressive they are. Obviously, these two have a have problems with each other. Katie says on camera, I need to get to the bottom of this. That was not just regular competitiveness. And, of course, she um, gives the trophy or the big buckle or whatever the hell it's called to Aaron, not because he was – a better wrestler than anybody else, but because she needs information and the show said, you need to put this on front street.
0: Yeah. I I hated this whole thing. I mean, if you got an Aaron and a Cody in the first place, just get rid of both of them. You don't need any Aarons or any Cody's Aarons and Cody's. They go home right away in my world. You just get rid of them right away.
1: It's the nature of this show. Um, you know, you'll always have cast members. Um, it was said in this episode, you know, all I want is no drama. Let's just yeah. no drama in the house, guys. But yeah. little do they know that the only thing that the producers want is drama. Yeah. So there's always they're always going to be playing this same note. We need drama back at the house. Now, uh, Katie tries to get out in front of it. She um, she makes him the winner so she could spend some extra time with Aaron and be like, hey, what the hell was that? What's going on? Um, and Aaron, like just completely buries this Cody guy. Um, he first of all says he doesn't know him that well, (laughs) but, um, then he goes on and he says all the buzz terms that if you said on any reality show, those people would go home. Um, he says that he has a bad feeling about Cody that he quote quote uh, did something on social media that rubbed me the wrong way like in 2021 doing something on social media is is a real bad thing to do and then then he says he wants to be famous i think he came on the show to be famous yeah <laughs> and then he says something like he's unkind i mean i don't know if there are three things that you could say about a guy on a reality dating show that 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 could be more toxic uh, than that. He completely buries the guy. The guy has no way to defend himself yeah. until the party the way to that night.
0: He's This Aaron who's covering up a serious receding hairline like this guy's 26 <laughs> and he's I mean, for my money. Aaron's the, the number two he's he might be the number one villain of the show. Carl seems like the villain, but he's just an ass.
1: But people say he's got a great smile.
0: Right. People tell that that was the first thing. He shows up, he's like, nice to meet you. You look amazing. People tell me I have a great smile. Red flag number one. Red flag number two, he's he starts shit with Cody. And look, I'm I'm no Cody fan. Cody's the one that showed up with the blow up doll. Also <laughs> Also, Cody, let's be honest, he's ugly. Like, he wasn't going to stay around for very long either. He's not handsome. Aaron is handsome, but he's losing his hair. And he's he's in denial about it, so he's grown it out real long in the front to, like, try to cover up those thigh marks, those power alleys that he's got. And he's gripping it a little bit because he knows he's losing his hair, and this might be the last chance for him. And so he's going to be a little bitch. Like, this guy is guilty of a serious display of bitch behavior. He's talking shit on another guy. He's gotten, he gives no detail. He can't just say, hey, on social media, he said, I'm going to go on the bachelorette not for the right reasons, but because I want to be The Bachelor or I want to increase my, look how many IG followers I have six weeks from now because I'm going on The Bachelor. He doesn't sit, he doesn't give one fucking detail about what's going on, which is bitch status for me. Aaron is a little bitch, but like always happens. She totally eats it up. She's like, oh really? What the fuck? Oh, I better talk to this guy, right? And then event, then on the group date, she gets Cody loan and she's like, Hey, Aaron's been saying all this shit about you. Like what the, you know, this is at, like the cocktail party or whatever after. And she's like, Aaron's been saying all the shit about you. He says, you're not here for the right reasons. And he's like, ah, I don't know why he'd say that. And she's, and she's, and he's like, do you say anything specific? And she's like, no, I thought you could tell me. He's like, I don't know what the fuck the guy is talking about. And she's like, well, I mean, you got, you got some answering to do. You gotta, you better give me some answers right now. And it's almost as if it's like, wow, what? If there was only one way to like figure out what exactly Aaron was saying. I mean, he's 30 feet away from us right now. We could easily ask him, but ah, nah, I just, we're just gonna have to remain a mystery. But meanwhile, And look, Cody probably is shady, but Aaron is a bitch, and he's also shady. I don't understand. This always happens where they immediately believe the one guy who's given no details, and the other guy's just screwed. And she's like, well, um, I don't know. Aaron said you're an asshole, so you better get the fuck out of here. And then she kicks him off the show.
1: It was um – one of those things where you're just like screaming at the camera or at the TV to put them in the same room and hash it out. Now I have a theory about this one. It's a little different because like okay. um, Aaron, Aaron sells him down the road. She confronts him, and I I, I agree with her. His answers weren't weren't very um, impressive. Like he. He was. He was not overly defensive. He wasn't like fighting for this. He was basically. It was like one of those things where he's like, um, "It sucks that I've been caught." Why would he say something like that? In other words, why would he break the code? Sure. And and, and yeah, he wasn't going to offer any specifics because Aaron wasn't. But I got the feeling that this Cody dude, that there is something that he really doesn't want you or me or any of bachelor nation to know about and he was pissed that aaron brought it to front street and he's glad that she didn't bring him into the same room because when she had the conversation with him to send him home he put up almost zero fight now who knows how these yeah. were edited. sure but he was basically like i respect your decision uh, i hope you <laughs> find what you're looking for like there, was, there wasn't any adamant like you know what the fuck, man! Like, yeah. allow me the chance to defend myself. I think that there is something, and again, Reality Steve couldn't shed light on this, so it's nothing that's been made public. But something's going on where this Cody guy did something fucked up, and it's obvious he's trying to get a lot of fame here. And there's something in his past he doesn't want the rest of us to know about. So Aaron's probably right, but there is the there is the question of the code like do you do this cuz you ultimately look like an asshole yes. when you go on the show and talk about somebody else Katie was this person on the last one and she she experienced exactly what happens to the person that tells the subject about all the things in the house you might That's be the buddy you might be their buddy and the revealer of the people that aren't there for the right reasons but you're ultimately sent home um, so it's like yeah, I think it's a one sh- a one show thing where the guy got one, one guy off, but it's not going to pay off in the in, no. in the um in the next round. No, because
0: um, now Aaron at best has friend. You make a good point there, Jason. Aaron at best has friend zoned himself. This person, this is a character on the show that shows up every season. You're not going to win the show by being the, the, the by being the guy that's the guy that's going behind other people's back. Telling the telling the boss about what's happening in the house, you're going to lose. You're eventually you're going to go home. You're going to not be useful anymore. You're not seen. Listen to me, Aaron. You're not seen as a man. She doesn't look at you and go, (laughs) that's an alpha male, right? She looks at Gabriel who walks up could give a fuck about anybody else looks at her and goes, you look fucking hot. You look like you could use one of my hugs. You want to try one out? Like, do you think Gabriel in this, in the, in the, 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 of 500 years of time would ever give a fuck what Cody posted on social media? (laughs) That rubbed me the wrong way. Right. That's, that's not, that's not a man's reaction. That's a beta reaction, Aaron.
1: And like taking kind of like a global look at this thing, yeah. You have that. There is a generation of people that have grown up on The Bachelor. Instagram has become what it's become. Um, it's there is there is going to be an element of this show every season of people that are here to raise their profile
0: I mean, on social on, media. Come on, it's
1: that. It's, it's a it's, gift. It's, it's a given that that's what this is. That's it's
0: exclusively it's, the reason to go on the show. It's to, the only reason to go on the show is to elevate your own profile to like th- to think that anybody's there to find love like that. That left in fucking Andrew Firestone season. OK, well, Andrew and Jen were the last ones there to find love.
1: Right. But Katie is quote unquote shocked that people are there for the wrong reasons. She said that in this episode, she was the one that was selling out all the people that weren't there for last season. It's like she's, she's obviously very sensitive to this, but she is in a generation of people that have grown up on this show that this is what the kind of given is. There's going to be an element of that. And by the way, it's for you, the subject to figure it out. Like the one dude that won the show that ended up being an asshole who had a girlfriend. The musician—I forget his name—he was like disgraced from the show. He won it, and then they found out that he had been dating a woman, and he was only on the show to raise his profile because he was a musician. That was—that's on—that's on the person that chose him. Was it Hannah? Um, That—that's on. The, that's not on anybody else. Like it shouldn't be the other cast members that have to point this out. Like you should have—you should have your own. Uh, you know, radar up like that's on you. If you as a subject, pick a person that wasn't actually in love with you. Yes. But anyways, uh, the producers love it. The producers love the guy that that plays cop on this stuff. So it makes for great drama during the season. They play it up. So um, anyways, he's sent home. But what this does create is at the cocktail party for the rose ceremony, it becomes the topic. She she draws everyone in and says, I sent Cody home. He wasn't here for the right reasons. She just makes that assertion. And anybody in this room right now yeah. who isn't here to be engaged. Yeah, which is, uh, I love that. You, you guys could just leave. And then she's like, does anyone have anything to say about that? And uh, no one had anything to say. She pulls her best buddy Aaron off to the side to talk about people who aren't there for the right reasons. Because Carl – our uh, paid actor plant. Yes. Yeah. He gives her this really clumsy thing. Like I knew what he was trying to do, but he did it he he did it too much. Like he overdid it, it to where it wasn't believable, but he he basically sat down with her and was just like, "You know what? I'm here for the right reasons. I personally am here for you." I can't say that about the rest of the guys. <laughs> yeah. He's like he's like yes. uh, and by the way, he offered up this information to her. He wasn't asked uh, as he had lied later in the show saying that I was asked a question, dude. I was just answering a question. No, no. Yeah. he offered up this information that I'm here for you. There are more than one uh, guy, guys out there that are not. And she's like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah. What do you mean? You can't just say that. And then actually he, he can <laughs> yeah. He was like, I'm not going to name names. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm not going to say who it is, but I'm just saying that I'm here for the right reason. Like he tried to steer back to that and she wasn't buying that at all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And now and now it's now there's this drama that Carl has stirred up and all the guys come back and they're like, whoa 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 who told her, who told her that somebody's not here for the right reasons? And Carl's like, well, you know, actually, like, I kind of told her that. And they're like, well, what the fuck? And he's like, well, I believe it. He's like, and then they're like, who are you talking about? And he's like, We'll all confront the individuals, um, alone, uh, you know, and everyone's like, well, we're all right here in the same room. Like just say, it nah, you know what? Uh, just later when I just want to talk to him, you know, I'll do one-on-one. I don't want to like embarrass anybody. And everyone's like, we're not embarrassed. Go ahead and say something. He's like, "No, nah, not right now. We could just do it. You know, another day. He, maybe says, tomorrow. he says to the group, um, I was asked by
1: her if there are anybody else in the, in the, in the house. And aren't here for the right reasons. I just answered a question and I may have said that not one, not 100% of the guys are here for the right reasons. That's all I said. Yeah. When in fact he offered up everything and he said more than one person is not here for the right reason. Um, so he's, he's backtracking. This is kind of where the show ends. They didn't get to the rose ceremony because now she is devastated and crying and shocked that there are people there that aren't there for the right reasons. Carl, I think, said too, too too much to where I don't see how he lasts past this rose ceremony because he, no. he overrated it. You, you got it. a good uh, point. But who knows? Uh, he he could. He could. He's the shitster. But uh, that's how this whole thing ends. Um, there's one guy that looks like he's going to win it, and then now Katie is extremely upset because there are other dudes who aren't here for the right reasons. And And think about this. We don't have to talk too much about this, and we're, we're coming to an end here. But if there is one guy or two guys, like this guy Thomas from Poway, seems like an amazing dude. He's like this big strapping 6'4 dude that she obviously it's, likes a lot. Any
0: relation and, to the mayor? <laughs> maybe, maybe. David the, the mayor? mayor? Uh
1: yeah. heard on the Lee I Hamilton show yeah. and Jim Rome show back in the day. He, um, but. My, this guy Poway, I think is in the in the front runner, but like and then there's the cat guy that she likes, and then there's obviously this Greg guy that had his dad pass away yeah if there if there already are a couple guys that you think might be those guys, why do you give a shit that there's somebody else in the house who's not there for the reason?
0: Of course like, who, not yes that jerk off and and get his his little fame like who gives a shit? who gives a shit but that's they have to do this thing they have to play this game and we say this every season. They know pretty early on, and that's that's why that that big dope Claire couldn't maintain. <laughs> because everybody everybody on the show has an idea pretty quickly. Maybe exactly. not last season. Tasha, I think Tasha came around on that Zach guy kind of later. But it's you know there's they usually have a pretty good idea pretty early on who they're gonna pick. And, but then you got to do the show like you're contracted to make a TV show. So make a TV show, make out with some guys. Right. Um, she really, yeah, you're right. Greg, she likes this guy, Thomas, this big strapping dude, Thomas, she likes. Um Who's the other one?
1: Cat musician
0: guy. She yeah. looks a guy. Yeah, he's not good looking. He he actually looked better as the cat. There was two Connors. What happened to the other Connor C? Is he gone? Because it's his former baseball player from Costa Mesa, California, which is I mean, you're that's describing the host of the show.
1: <laughs> um, he may have gone home.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't see him there. Um she did remember Michael, also ugly and weird. He's the one with a kid, and it's, he's like, "Yeah, I got a four-year-old," and you could see her just fucking sh- her like interest immediately just fade away. And he's like, "Yeah, it's you know, but it's worth it." Like, I miss my kid, and she's like, "You fucking loser, you left your kid." And uh, he's like, "You know, but I," and she's like, "Oh, are you close with him?" And he's like, "We FaceTime every day." Oof. So no, the answer's no, not not don't live in the same city. Apparently, uh, but then. That guy,
1: by the way, is very effeminate. He's, uh, yes. He, and, and he he actually had a pretty good limo line, uh, now that I think about it. Yeah. He, he's, he's the guy, he's the guy who came up and he, he gave her a watch, and he said, this is a an heirloom. It's been in the family for like 200 years. Very important to me, but this is how important you are to me. And he's like, just kidding. I just got it in the airport. Uh, what I, what I that was pretty funny. It. Yeah, that know. was That's funny.
0: Yeah. But he – so – he he's like, I didn't get any time, I didn't get any time. Then he gets some time. And they Jason, I don't you might have to go back and watch this. They like kinda kiss and you could tell she's not that into it. No, and she's not into it. He, well, first of all, he asks if he can kiss her. Yes, That's disgusting. Disgusting. And then he's real fucking grabby. So oh, yeah. so she kinda kisses him, and you could tell she's not that into it, but she's like, okay, I did it. And this is why this is this is like the problem right because yes. cause yes. this is and I'm not saying the problem with the show I'm saying this is the problem with with men and women yes she's she doesn't want to kiss him but she's worried about hurting his feelings and then he's so she does it and she's like okay did it done but then he's like real still like real grabby he's like reaching for her legs and like reaching over and his his hands never stop moving and she's like kind of playing playing it off like she's like just trying to hold hands with him but really you can see she's playing defense she's like kind of like whacking his hand away every time it comes near and he can't like stop reaching for her and it it made me really uncomfortable and it made me think oh fuck it would really suck a lot of the time to be a chick because but- she can, she should just be able to say hey, yeah. Can you stop? Can you not do that? Because this is does not feel good to me. Please don't do that. But she doesn't she's trying to be polite. And it's fucked that she thinks she has to do that because I could see it and if I could see it that means she's feeling it and it was a weird moment. I don't I don't expect Michael to stay around very long. Between
1: between that
0: and then cat guy yeah. who looks like he's trying to eat her
1: face yeah. like these are two dudes that look like they're like in sixth grade, just
0: learning how to kiss or, or how to yes. handle women. Yeah. Um, oh, but yeah, very uncomfortable. Yeah. Who was the who was the Boston guy, too? Because she was into him. And that fucking accent is so trash.
1: I think he asked so a, a ways. Actually, he's got a great body. Um, <laughs> he, he's going to he's going to be around a bit. What's his uh, name? I forget his name. What is it? Christian.
0: Yeah, real estate agent, Boston Mass. Yeah, he's got a good rap. He's like in the Gabriel category where he's like pretty slick with it. He's got that stupid fucking accent that he really puts on. I forgot my favorite is that big, dumb hockey player from Canada, Brendan. (laughs) I love him. I love him so fucking much. He's a big... Idiot, and he's got like a pompadour in the front, and he's got it like so, like blown up all the time. I cannot stop looking at it. I want him to at least make it to like th- week eight.
1: What What do you call uh, a guy who has a body like that? What What is it called? Like for some reason, it's escaping me. Bow hunk?
0: Total, is he a bowhunk? Yeah,
1: a total meathead. Yeah, yeah. Meathead. Like a total bowhunk or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, no, he's you know he seems like a nice enough guy. And by the way in the teaser for right later in the season our uh, our canadian Blake from uh Tasha's season is going to uh is going to inundate the uh not inundate he's going to uh, infiltrate infiltrate <laughs> infiltrate the
0: no, cast no no they're doing that again somebody's going to yeah. show up
1: isn't Blake isn't wasn't he from canada that uh the, the the beard
0: you know i forget as soon as the next season starts i don't remember these guys
1: Blake from Canada, he was in Tasia's season, Um, but anyways, he he's going to be um, infiltrating the uh, the rest of the season. And like I said, next next week, Nick Vile is going to come back. Like anyone needs his advice. Blake Moynes, Blake Moynes, yeah, Canada, he's coming back. You 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 you'll you'll know exactly. Is he the
0: wildlife manager? He
1: may, he may be yeah. he's a wildlife manager he manages the yes. wild yes
0: yeah um okay well uh, nick vile there's no there's no one more vile than nick vile i hate his guts so much he mumbles he has no personality and every week it's like he's fucking a new starlet it's but, like but oh every time, every time he's on camera though like I, oh, I'm always thinking in my head
1: like he's trying to work it, like he's trying yeah. to have sex with her. Yeah. Like it, I never believe that he's not doing that. I think at, at any given moment he thinks that he can um, he, he can seduce a woman and have be having sex with her by the end of the
0: the day. Well, I mean, he can. <laughs>
1: yeah, because he because he's done it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Uh, okay. Should we wrap it up there? That's it, man. Let's do it. Okay, guys, hit us up with your corrections. I know we fucked up a lot of stuff here. Who's the Chelsea Handler?
1: Oh just okay.
0: came to me. I gotcha. Right not now. No, not Amber Rose. Um, okay. Hit us up with your corrections. Hit us up with your thoughts at Brian Beckner on uh Twitter at Jason Stewart on Twitter. You're not J A Stewart fifteen anymore. You ended up getting your own name.
1: Yeah, like twelve years ago.
0: It used to be J.A. Stewart 15, <laughs> right? <laughs> I think my initial
1: Twitter handle was that, but there's actually a story on how I purchased Jason Stewart. Oh, oh you okay, to buy it? Oh, yeah. Shut up. <laughs> Another, another time, another day.
0: I might, uh, I might trim some of this, um, episode down and put it behind the paywall. So if you want to hear what we thought about the greatest lover of all time contest, that's probably on our red circle page. Go ahead and click the, uh, episode notes and there's a link where you can subscribe there. It's five bucks a month. Uh, for Jason Stewart, I'm Brian Beckner. This has been the Bachelor Lifestyle from the theballerlifestyle.com the Katie season I'm kind of fired up for the Katie season I'll be honest we will see you next time fantasy <laughs> falls so you can your third or fourth girl week we're making a connection and falling in love we're chilling in the mansion outside the hot tub we're starting in LA and then we travel the world we're toasting champagne we got 32 girls who get some hometown and who's the most hated who had the best date and who's getting eliminated we always speculating like you wouldn't believe But I cheated, locked on to reality, Steve, so it's the bachelor lifestyle we living in.